401k advisors want to build a scalable practice, but aren't always sure what to do next. Welcome to Outcomes, the podcast designed to help advisors think, make decisions, and cast a vision to create a business for the future. Here's your host, Ross Marino, financial planner, author, speaker, and CEO of Advisor2x. Welcome to Outcomes, the podcast. Today, we are joined by Rebecca Auerhan, CMO at 401k Marketing. Welcome to the show, Rebecca. Thanks, Ross. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. We are still in the middle of the pandemic, and I know you are a deep thinker, and I know you look at how you view life. So I want to know, with the pandemic, what have you learned so far about yourself? Mm. Way, to, way to start it off with a really tough question there. You knew I'd dive right in. <laughs> yeah, no, no soft punches on the Outcomes podcast. <laughs> Um, I'd say that during this pandemic, it's an opportunity to kind of step back and prioritize. So one thing I would say that I've learned is that the importance of me time and me time means just turning off the phone, going for a walk, um, working out, doing yoga, getting out of your space, wherever your natural space is, and trying to just disconnect uh, with so many distractions, whether it's like the news or health issues or even just family stuff. It's important to put yourself first so that way you're mentally healthy. And by doing that, you got to just find whatever is important to you. Um, I know for me, it's like having a glass of wine and just being out on the patio and looking out sometimes at nothing <laughs> and just spending that 20, 30 minutes um, enjoying just some quality me time. So that's the first one. Um, second uh, thing that I've learned is that um, uh, my boyfriend and I just completed a 10,000 mile road trip. Wow. <laughs> we went from um, San Diego, which is where we live, over to Florida, um, where I actually picked up my parents and then kind of drove them back up to our house in Connecticut. It's part of my like biannual thing I do for my snowbird folks. Um, and then we drove kind of the scenic way back. And when you have... Um, Two people in a car uh, with two dogs um, for roughly six weeks. You learn real fast whether or not this is going to be successful or a giant failure. Uh, and we ended up having a blast. Like we had, we went through South Dakota, which I've never been there. Absolutely beautiful. This great little town called Deadwood. Um, it's actually named after the HBO show. It's like this character, kitschy, fun town. Um, breathtaking scenery throughout our whole country. So that was that was a really cool experience. Um, kind of learning through the pandemic that um, we can survive, you know, in very close quarters for six weeks. So, and then the last thing I've learned um, is that right now everyone is operating on their own clock. Um, and what that means is if you send a text to your friend and they don't respond for three days, that's okay. That's okay. You don't know what's going on with them. You send out an email and like a week later and the person responds and it's the same thing. Like we, every person today seems to have an insane calendar and we have no idea what they're going through. So having compassion and so when someone does respond it's just like hey how are you let's just keep on the conversation going so those are the three things that i have kind of learned through this process um and i'm really happy because those are all good points of clarity 
They are. And I'm going to bring up number four, which is when we do Zoom and we're not actually in our office, we get to hear sirens in the background. We get to hear dogs and kids and the amount of the amount of different things that you hear. And I think that's really a positive because I don't know how disrupted anybody's getting because of the so-called disruptions that happen while you're at home, because that's just part of it. People are walking in and you get your Zoom stories where you're in the middle of a conversation and a child or a dog or whatever comes up and they don't care. No, not because at all. They need your attention. So I think it's probably helped a lot of us relax quite a bit, which I think is great. So let's go forward a year or two. What have you started doing or what are you doing a better job at during the pandemic that you want to make sure you continue once life changes to whatever the next stage is? Um, I would probably say scheduling more vacations. <clears throat> so right now it seems like, well, I think I was talking to someone and I said like your your daytime pajamas seamless, seamlessly rotate to your nighttime pajamas. <laughs> uh, so I would say that having those clear delineations of just stepping away, you know, a week, a weekend, whatever you can do. Um, <clears throat> so that way, and a lot of times people just roll their vacations forward. They never take it. We as a country, as a society, we don't know how to like chill out and relax. And I think that's something that each one of us has had to kind of uh, confront in our own personal and professional ways. Like, how do we do that? And so next, I'd say going forward, making sure that mini breaks are always built in and then not feeling guilty for doing that. I know a lot of folks, if they're on vacation and they're checking their work email, it's like, no, just the world's not going to burn down. Actually, it might. We're in California, raging fires right now. So the world is burning down. <laughs> but in general, the, the saying goes, you know, the world's not going to burn down. Um, and so I would say just taking that moment to step back and just kind of just enjoy the journey, not necessarily the destination. Yeah, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and it's more us than our clients or people that we're working with that we feel the need to respond and be so quick in how we reply, as opposed to that email that says, I'm out of the office for the next three days, I'll respond when I get back. I'm pretty sure nobody has read that or most people haven't read that and said, oh no, three days, I can't talk to Rebecca for three days? That's it, my world's gonna crash, it, it doesn't happen. So I think we're okay, I think we put more pressure on ourselves. Well, let's shift now to uh, work stuff and working with clients. And you described that you work with people that are often in growth mode. Mm -hmm. And not every advisor is in growth mode, although I think most would say, oh, yes, I'm trying to grow my practice. But I know you work with some real elite teams out there and elite advisors. How about you explain what those advisors are thinking or what do they see that other advisors may not? I found over the years that there's kind of two camps of advisors. There's the first camp that <clears throat> does not believe marketing works just don't believe it, like in their core. They're like, nope, doesn't work. Tried it once, not for me. Kind of scratches my head about that one. And then there's the other camp of advisors who just believe, they're like, feel like marketing works. I don't know what, what kind of marketing works, but I feel like it does. And then the people who are in that camp, they also choose to invest in their business. And they do that through different marketing campaigns. And a lot of our clients have this awesome attitude where they say, can we do more? What more can we be doing? What else is out there? What are the cool kids up to? And when that happens, it kind of sparks this like next generation where we say, 
hey, do you want to do a podcast? And they're like, yes, absolutely. Do you want to do video marketing? I'm like, yeah, how do we do that? Um, and then, of course, all the rest of the content, uh, it's like uh, blog articles, social media, email campaigns, digital ads, and they just get really excited about what are the new things that are out there? And so the philosophy of like, can we do more? And I think that's sparking a lot of this growth mode, especially right now, because our clients are looking at it from a digital perspective and an opportunity. So they're not saying, oh my goodness, there's all this competition out there. Like, what are we going to do? They're saying, okay, what, what can we do that's interesting? And we're going to educate our clients along the journey. There was a news, I don't know where I heard this years ago, but, um, it was uh, like a, I guess it might have been at a conference. So the saying go, there, the story goes, um, <clears throat> there's a person in the back of an Uber and uh, it's, a, um, it's a Microsoft executive or back of an Uber. It's a fake story. So, but there's Microsoft executive in the back of an Uber and the Uber driver turns and says, hey, uh, <clears throat> the Apple executive, that's a weird day. The exact Apple executive was, uh, was just in here and they left their phone. I think it's unlocked. And the Microsoft executive grabs the phone, they look at it, and they're like, yes, we hit the jackpot. We're going to find all the secrets that Apple is doing to make their amazing phone. And I find that interesting because that means that Microsoft is looking at Apple and saying, what are they doing from a competitive standpoint? Now, if you flip the story and you say, okay, the Uber driver and the Microsoft executive just got out of the car and the Apple executive hops in. And the Uber driver says, oh my goodness, this is, again, this is a strange day. You'll never believe this, but the Microsoft gentleman just left his phone in the back of the car. And the Apple person goes, okay, cool. Because they're not, they're not concerned about the competition. And I think our clients have that same philosophy where they're saying like, hey, that's cool, you do you. We've got our own really awesome material that we're working off of and we're continuing to bring new ideas and solutions out in the marketplace. And that makes a lot of sense, but I wonder what the real obstacle is because as an advisor, I have to figure out what my value proposition is, who my target market is. I have to answer a lot of questions before I can be all in on marketing. And I'm sure it's easier to look at another advisory group out there, see what they're doing and say, well, that makes total sense. I, I love that. It mm -hmm. seems like maybe a shortcut. So how do you help advisors go from, let's not take the easy path and just do things that are more generic and, and you've seen out there, versus really diving deep, because that takes a lot more effort and a lot more work. How do you take people to that point? Or would you say either people are there or they're not? What do you think? It's like, it's like anything in life. You know, you don't start education in college. You start education in preschool. You know, it starts with the building blocks and the foundation. So if advisors are saying, I don't know where to start, we call it foundation marketing. Foundation marketing is anything that you would hand or email to a client prospect or center of influence. And that includes, and 
that does include your website, your social media profiles, any digital overviews, your pitch deck, your finalist presentation. So I would focus on that first. In our business, 70% of new client activities comes from referrals or centers of influence introductions. So when that happens, the person already has you know, layup in terms of, yeah, I'm probably gonna work with you, but then when they go to a website and it looks terrible, they're gonna X out like pretty quickly. So you want to prevent that. That's the first thing that we always tell our clients to focus in on is make your foundation as strong as possible. Then once your foundation is awesome looking, you're going to see an immediate bump in your business because you're going to get more referrals. And then your appetite for marketing goes, wait a minute, if that worked, what else could work? And you get a little creative. And then the next step we talk about is you know, just post on social media, little things here and there course we can help you and then as you continue to grow your appetite grows as well for more marketing and then we talk about blog articles infographics um, different topics that are popular out there in the plan sponsor community right now middle of a pandemic you know financial wellness is huge um, people are being confronted with things they've never had to think about before um, so how are you helping participants um, also from the employer side they're facing challenges as well. So how are you talking about the CARES Act, uh, the SECURE Act, um, market volatility? Like those are all topics right now that a lot of employers are saying, like, what do I do around this? And that's where advisors can help them. I love the idea of the foundational marketing because I instantly thought, as you said that, I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I can just take what I'm already doing right now, make it more professional, certainly make it more consistent, make sure it gels with everything else that I'm doing. Much easier other than starting from scratch where I think this is a six to 12 month project and Rebecca's gonna ask me 492 questions and I can't go to question 204 until I ask question 203. I mean, I almost broke out in a sweat just thinking about that, right? That, that's the process of, cause you're Rebecca. So we're gonna do this thing and we're gonna do it right. I know you. <laughs> And you just told me, it's okay, take a deep breath, Ross, and don't panic because we're going to start with what you're doing and build from there. That's a great way to look at it. Well, let's go back to last year. You did a presentation at Excel and it talked about modernizing your marketing. And mm -hmm. I remember that presentation well because Jocelyn, my wife, came up to me afterwards and said, do you know Rebecca? <laughs> I said, uh, yes, yes, we've met. She's like, her session was fantastic. And, oh. and my wife doesn't work in the business. So that, that's such a compliment that it was so clear on how you delivered and how relevant it seemed that it really blew her away. So she thought it was awesome. So how about we do a review of some of the points that you brought up during that session? I find that that, that session, um, I find really interesting from a, a few, from a look back perspective, because we were talking all about digital marketing before the kind of the world shifted to the requirement of digital marketing. Uh, but this was about, um, I kind of broke it up into a couple different sections. It was the strength of your LinkedIn profile uh, was really important. And we gave some, just like some quick tips on how you could make it better, um, professional, photo, banner image. Uh, we say something called no gray boxes. So if you look at your profile and you see a gray box, just relink it. You know, it's a, it takes 15 seconds, but it makes a huge difference. Um, when a profile looks complete, uh, whoever is the viewer looks at it three times longer than average. So someone's kind of digitally interviewing you and they're looking at your profile, more completed is the longer they're actually gonna read 
content that's on it um, and then kind of get to know you, that version of you. Uh, we talked about curated versus um, uh, cur curated versus created content. So Ross, you'd mentioned like, oh my goodness, it's overwhelming. Like, where do I start? Start with stuff that's already available. You know, re whether that's putting together a newsletter with uh, articles that you found online that you just think are great and you want to share with your clients and think it's relevant to them, those are curated content. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people, a lot of times people think like, I have to create it myself. It has to be original. No, you don't. <laughs> don't no worries about that. Uh, there's so much content out there. You could use curated content forever and ever, it would still be new to your entire audience. Um, we talked about Google Ads and Google Analytics. Google Analytics is often overlooked. <clears throat> um, what Google Analytics, and we kind of gave an example in the presentation, so I'll give you a, a, a preview of that. So Google Analytics on the back end of your website will teach you how people are interacting with your site. Um, the number one visited home web page of anyone's website is their home page, number one visited. The number two visited is usually their about us page. And if you have a blog section, that's the number three most visited. And what we talk about is how when you go on Google Analytics, you can see the digital path that your prospects are taking. So you can actually, and then what you can do is put together on a little nudge point so where you have a, like a, a light box pop in that says, hey, uh, <clears throat> looking for a fiduciary file checklist? Download here. And it's enter your email address. So, or interested in fee benchmarking? Click here to schedule a meeting. It's like a Calendly link. And by knowing the path that someone's automatically gonna take, because you've directed them that way, if you think of it like traffic, then you can put these little like friendly tags in there, like looking for this, looking for this, how about this? <laughs> and what happens is you end up creating an inbound lead funnel. Uh, and that's one way through Google Analytics that you can look at that. I find it fascinating um, and that's an, another nice like free tool that's out there that if you kind of rethink the way that it was originally programmed, you can use it to increase your pipeline. So now we're in the pandemic and digital, of course, is being used even more. We're mm -hmm. certainly seeing video being adopted much more. We're doing podcasts and of course, while we're doing the podcast, we're recording. So what would you say from maybe a year ago with that marketing perspective, what would you say has changed during the pandemic and or what hasn't changed, this still matters today? Um, I'd say that nothing's changed. And what I mean by that is we're still people and we still consume content in the same way. Like you and I right now would be having a face-to-face -face conversation. This would be it. Now we just get a whole bunch of our friends to listen in and to watch our conversation. But it's the same concept. Uh, as humans, since the dawn of humanity, we really haven't changed the way that we, that we can, um, again, consume information. I, I kind of laugh because we still only have two eyes, two ears, a nose and a mouth. Like that's it. That's just the way that we can um, absorb new things. So I'd say that's the first one. But I will say a lot of times, um, advisors in the past um, have done the checkbox on marketing. I have a website. I have a social media profile. I send out a quarterly newsletter. Check the box. And now it's like, no, you can't just check the box. Like you got to participate in it. You got to have more, more than that. Um, another thing that a lot of our advisory firms are really amping up on is drip marketing, just regular email communication, a weekly 
or monthly communication to their clients that's telling them this is what's going on and it's okay. Like these are some best practices. We understand your team's probably out about budgets. Here's a nice worksheet. We understand that people probably have questions because the stock market right now is a roller coaster. Way down, way up. Everyone's afraid. You know, if you took your money out back in March, you're like, that was short-sighted. But you had no clue. You were being a rational human, rational person. Like every eon out there would say, like, but yeah, that makes sense. Pandemic, huge unemployment rates, like election year the statistics would tell you be a little you know cautious but no we're realizing that that's not what happened so these are the little things that you can put in front of your clients and prospects by the way right now fear is a huge motivator for change so if you're prospecting in today's environment you're going to be eating other people's lunches. And that's the other kind of aspect that a lot of folks aren't talking about um, cuz it's a scary time and you know, a lot of folks are not thinking about growing their business, but protecting their business. But if you have drip content and consistent marketing out there, you will be growing your business. I agree. So we're all using a lot of Zoom right now. How about some tips? I know you're, you observe a lot. And obviously with marketing, you know how to communicate. You think about that. You speak a lot. Now we're doing Zoom. It's video. How about some tips on how to do a better job with Zoom? Sure. Um, we just wrote an article in... Um, 401k specialist magazine called buttoning up in the digital world where it gives you all these little ideas and best practices on how to have a better conference call or zoom call um, and one of them i would say is having a uh, against a wall and a background so this is a painting i picked up from marshall's for like 15 bucks uh historically i had a mirror behind me i'll show you guys uh, <clears throat> I had these nice gold mirrors behind me well that became very distracting because yeah. you got to see a reflection and that that's not the it's not a good um, it's not a good video call when you're always distracted so that's the first thing is having a clean background behind you you have a great clean background behind you as well. Um, another thing is having quality light. Uh, so having whether you have, um, if you're facing a window, that's excellent. Or if you need to purchase some lighting equipment as well, I keep that in mind. Um, and then um, audio and video. So going on probably Amazon or maybe talking to um, GSM Alan Gross about what are some of the best audio and video equipment out there. I, I also think that's important to invest in your business. Um, so make uh, so recap, make over your office, just look around. Um, I joke and say you should treat it like a Hollywood set, but it's actually true. Um, and then invest in quality equipment and that's gonna help have better conversations with your clients as well as your prospects and other and it's not really a big investment. So when I first tried to put it together, uh, we talked to a group that really took the budget approach to it. And you noticed when we jumped on, you said, oh, you have a new microphone. Like, yeah, that last microphone didn't last long. Uh, but when I jumped on with Alan Gross, he's a, he's a musician. So I knew Alan's the guy to call. And he instantly went into troubleshooting. What do you have? And like, nope, that won't work. We went to Amazon and he went over the price levels and even the lighting that we have. This is not a one or $2,000 investment in order to do this. It's, it's really not a big deal. It's electronics and it's inexpensive. I'll also add to that. Um, it's a weird one, but uh, uh, tech, uh, internet speed 
checking your internet speed. We've seen a lot of folks where there's a delay either in video or um, in the webinar, and it has to do with internet. So right now, you know, you've got other people at home and they're on their own Zoom calls or conference calls or just basic video or streaming devices. I um, wanna make sure that you have enough bandwidth to be able to have this conversation without having like awkward pauses. I think that's excellent. So how about a shout out? How about some vendors out there, products or services that you think are doing good work right now and people need to know about? Oh, that's not fair. There's too many. There's way too many. I... Okay, then how about this? So you don't, you don't have to feel guilty. Uh, how about three? And leave it at that. And I know there's 10 or 20 that you just love. So just randomly do three. Obviously, Matt Wolnowitz is like one of my favorite people on the face of this earth. Um, and I'm so excited for everything that he always does. He's a champion of social media. So if you're not connected to Matt, make sure that you connect to Matt Wolnowitz immediately. Um, I'll say a shout out to so kind of a personal one to Larry Cavanaugh. He's an advisor in upstate New York. Um, since I started 401k marketing, he has always said to me um, that you can do this. And <laughs> this is, um, and I always had kind of a faith in believing in the, what our company can do. And then um, two other guys, uh, Mike Dulligan is uh, with uh, Putnam Funds and he is also just crushing it on social media. He posts about his runs uh, where he's like in a running club. Um, it's actually running for a really great cause uh, and he always is posting about it and I love how he's taken social media from being like a very corporate professional buttoned up and he still does that absolutely but now he's added in kind of a personal fun flair and then last but not least is Bill Feldmeyer um, he has a new way of kind of thinking about our industry and retooling it not disrupting it because that's a bad word but reimagining it and look forward 10 20 50 years I think we can close on that. Any final words that you'd like to add? Um, I would just say from a final word standpoint, um, make sure that in this time of pandemic and chaos that we're all taking a moment for ourselves, whether it's your mental health, your spiritual health, or your physical health, um, that you're taking that time for you because um, I think there's something out there that says if you're not taking good care of yourself, then you can't take care of others. You have to be healthy in order to be helpful. Thanks so much for being with us, Rebecca. Thank you, Ben, very much. Thank you for listening to Outcomes. Subscribe now to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Advisor 2X. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.